multiple pairs for yourself there. Atom. I use them for the FCA uh, training class that I fell asleep on Sunday, so I didn't get to partake. Fell asleep in class? No, I fell asleep before I even, I told Kaylee, I said, I got to do this class at eight. She said, okay. And then I, uh, I I went to bed (laughs) and then I woke up and on my way to, on my way to work, I went, I guess I'm fired from the FCA now. My wife said, you can't get fired from the FCA. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think it works that way. You're a volunteer. Yeah, you can't be fired. As I guess a vol- they can you be fired you, as a volunteer? I guess they could ask you to leave. Yeah, please Not resign. To come back. I took some notes during lunch today. Lunch where? At work. Oh, I was reading my Bible. What'd you have for lunch, Adam? Sandwich. Bubbly. Buttons in. What was that? I just figured you were gonna sneak those buttons in, so might as well just get it out of your system. How'd you know? <laughs> Kevin and I are enjoying some enjoying some bubbly. Bubbly. Cause uh, we're we're rapidly approaching. Uh, We're not a sponsor, but if you want to. We're rapidly approaching 500 followers on Facebook. Are we? We got to about 5 or 450. And then it slowed way down. I think we're at 458. Okay, that's a little over half. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, my phone's over there. (laughs) The panic in your eyes. Well, I thought people are always... I'm like... Do you ever feel like the one time, like you, you always tell yourself, why do you gotta have your phone on you all the time? Why are you gonna? And then the one time you don't, that's when an emergency's gonna happen. Yeah. And and then they, you won't have an excuse because everybody's gonna say, turn it back to the regular voice. <laughs> Is that the one time you don't have your phone, you don't have an excuse because they're gonna say, will you always have your phone? Or you just be like me and what were you doing that you didn't have your phone? You always have your phone. I never do. Oh, that was some PTSD right there. (laughs) You always have your phone. (laughs) What what were you doing that you didn't have your phone? Yeah. Nobody's ever gonna believe podcasting, (laughs) right, buddy? Sure. You and Joe Rogan. (laughs) Shout out Joe Rogan. We love you. We'd love to be on. We'd love to be on the experience. Yeah, dude, that would be awesome. Dude, you know how you know I thought about that because I daydream a lot. Yeah, and I thought about because he has different all kinds of walks of life. In oh, there. he has everybody on there. And so I thought about what if they like just some random instance like right now within the next year they're like, hey, Joe Rogan reached out. He'd like to have you on the podcast. How awkward that would be because we know him as Joe Rogan. We're not. We love comedy, but we're not comedians. Mm-hmm. We're not scientists. We're not people who we're escaped North doctors. Korea. <laughs> yeah, and and he just be like, "Hey guys, how's it?" Like he always starts his podcast. Hey, how's it going? And he says their name, and 
hey Adam and Kevin how's it going we'd just be like hey. ah. like is there a button I can push <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you'd probably say stop doing that on your podcast and you'd probably have more than 16 followers <laughs> I've had a lot of people tell me that this is the best part of the podcast who said that my brother <laughs> <laughs> The moment Thank he said you, it, Brandon. yeah. The moment he said it, I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna open it every time that way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a message tonight, Brandon. <laughs> Sorry, brother. Threw you under the bus there. We're gonna talk about that. We got some pretty good uh, traction on our uh, "What's Your Road to Damascus" pod last week. Um, we're going to kind of follow that. Now is yeah, part we, one. Yeah, we were this just kicking that two. off. We didn't even get into Yeah, that. this is part two of that. We were... What's your road to Damascus? And um, there's so much to get into it. Yeah. Uh, I shared it with my FCA, and which brings a, a thing that I kind of want to do right now on the podcast that we've never done before. Um, I'm an FCA leader here in our local school here in Calhan. Mm-hmm. Um with, and I believe firmly in, in FCA. It's a good organization. What does it stand for? Fellowship of the Christian Athlete. And in no way does FCA pay us to say this. Yeah, they're, they're not, not a sponsor. sponsor. Um, unless they want to be. Yeah, but I'm just very passionate about it. So, I, you know, with that, parents, if you have kids in high school, some schools have middle school, college kids, there's an FCA program in most every school. I highly encourage you to get involved in that it's uh it's i don't even like to say it's non-denominational because but it's not religious Um, so that means it's open up to everybody um no matter what your doctrine is no matter what your religious background is what church you go to it doesn't matter fca is all about developing a relationship with jesus christ and creating disciples so which is what we base yeah, everything. It's all about uh, religion. No, relationship. Almost messed yeah, that up. yeah. It's not. I almost messed that up. So, hey, I'm gonna drop a logo here on the pod. Oh, you know, you FCA. figured out how to do that. Yeah, I'm gonna drop yeah. that logo right now and um, check out check out your FCA. That was a lot longer than I it's thought a good it would thing. be. Why? Why was that so long? I don't know because you're the only one with the headphones on right now. So. Oh, you can't hear it. No, I can't. I can barely hear it out of your headphones, but uh, let's get into it. Yeah, dude. Let's get into it. Welcome to Street Smart Christian. The blinding. So if you guys want to follow us, we're gonna go, we're gonna go um, chapter nine. Chapter right? nine. Yeah, chapter nine. But we're gonna start out in verse three. But we'll read the whole thing. I took some notes today at lunch at work. Yeah. So I will. I'll give you all a heads up. I have my uh, my message Bible. I'll read it. So it's what's up, dude? You wanna come say hi? Come here. Come here. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a we have founder a and the creator. Guest. Come here. The creator of Street Smart Christian. He wants a he wants a spike energy drink. Say, say hello right here. Here, listen. You can hear yourself talk. Talk to it. Hello. What do you want? You want a spike energy drink? No, you can't. You're too young for that. What about this? Ah! 
Or what about this? Who told me? I was like... Oh. Yeah, I, want a, I want a sprite. I want a sprite. There's a lot of tapping, testing going on right test, now. Test, test. Ladies um, and gentlemen, Jack Mestis. Jack's Mestis here. come down at any moment now i mean it's happened before yeah i know that was great you did you've done this i didn't even cut it out in the podcast i'm glad you did it's really important that we are real just like our voices they're real no they're not (laughs) (laughs) without further ado Let's get into Acts chapter 9, verse 3. And I can, are you doing it from the message? You want me, I can do it from the yeah. real Bible. <laughs> <laughs> now I got multiple Bibles, man. This one's all marked up, though. So you can see that. I don't know if you can. You got that from somebody else. No, dude, this one has been with me for my whole life. I thought you found this it. This has been in Goodwill. every road to Damascus I've ever had. Yeah. Not even kidding, dude. Look at. Yeah. Whose name is that? Kelly? Kevin. Oh. April 4th, 2010. Who gave it to you, Mom? Uh, Val. Valerie Lightbody. Oh. Shout out to Val. I haven't seen you in a long time. Hope you're doing well. 2010, bro. What were you doing in 2010? Delivering beer. We on a good path? No. No. I don't think that was either. No. Nope. All right, guys, we're gonna get into. Were you on that? What what path were you on, nine. bro? What path was I on? Yeah. Garden of the Gods and North Park Drive. Okay. You're not gonna get me to say Damascus. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> to know if you don't ask, you know? Yep. Hey, yeah, well. can I have my soda bags on? Probably not. Okay, oh. I have coffee. <laughs> Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers, so he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in, in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them both, men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone. Down on him, down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard the sound of someone's voice but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and didn't eat or drink. 
Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, Go over to Straight Street, to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask Straight. for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. But Lord, explained Ananias, I have heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And he is authorized by leading priests to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, Go for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to the kings as well as to the people of Israel, and I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Dang. So Ananias That's, went want to pause and found Saul. Because the way this one says it, first off, it said that he was stone blind in this book, <laughs> in the message. I'm like, dang. Huh. What is that? How? He was just, he couldn't see anything. Totally he, blind. Like stone cold. Yeah. And he's telling him, don't argue. Go, I have picked him as my personal representative to non-Jews and King and kings and Jews. Mm -hmm. And now I'm about to show him what he's in for. The hard suffering that goes with this job. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like that quote that just sparked fire on our on social media. If Christianity was made up, yeah. we would make it easier. Yeah, make it easier. But it's not, so that's <laughs> why it's real. I know. I know. Like he's saying that right here. Like yeah, I'm not for, like oh yeah, he's forgive for what he did. So Saul is now can't face. become Paul, and Paul the greatest Christian leader of all time in the world, and he's suffered more. So when we as Christians think that we have it hard, mm -hmm. God was about to show um, God when He said, "Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit." Instantly, something like scales fell from his Saul's eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he got up and he was baptized. Afterward, ate some food and regained his strength. It's a pretty powerful thing there that that happened. And I bet if Jesus came down and knocked all of us down with his blinding light, I don't think there would be such a problem with everybody wanting to be followers and believers yeah. of Jesus. Think about how instantly Paul was like, who are you, Master? Who are you, Lord? Instantly. Because through this, I mean, just that fast, Paul... Saul was on the road to Damascus to persecute Christians. Mm -hmm. He was suddenly blinded by light. So he was on his way to imprison everyone who said they believed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. To say that he was a risen Messiah. Yeah. He was on his way to persecute those people. He was there to, to kill them, to hurt them, to put them in prison, to retrain their minds that he indeed was not. But the he risen knew who Christ. God was. He knew who God was. He was a very religious man. So he knew the Old Testament better than probably anybody. Instantly, when that happened to him, he's probably like, that's why he's like, oh, Lord. Oh, absolutely. And then with this God blinding light, Jesus, yeah. and Jesus comes, the risen Christ. You know, and he was he was blinded and helpless. Yeah. He was blinded. And his all his companions were like, what just happened? We just heard a voice. And then he had all the, yeah, he, they didn't see Jesus. They just, they heard the voice, but they didn't see Jesus. And they're like, and you see Paul and then all fall sudden, off yeah. Horse. And then he's gets he, up, he's blind. So they have to, blind. they have to help him. They have to help him 
uh, <laughs> blind face. Sorry. Into the town. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna have to edit that. A timestamp that. Then he was told to. So then he had to go to Damascus. Wait, still blind, trusting fully in God. It's not funny. <laughs> fully blind, still trusting in God. To uh, that's not blind either. To wait further instructions for three days, and he didn't eat or drink anything. For three days, he sat there blind and didn't eat or drink anything. Yeah. I'm guessing he had a lot to contemplate. Well, think about it. It's kind of hard to eat when you can't see. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he had to sit there for a period of righteous self-examination. I wonder how long the trek was. The what? The trek to do to Damascus. I don't know. They like did. how long? Like what? At what know, point? Mind, in the, like a couple blocks down the road. No. At no, what point old. of the journey was he became blinded, and then he's like, "Well, I still got to go to Damascus now." Well, he was blinded as soon as the light hit him from Christ. Like they would just, they just like, like he hours seemed, into as their soon, trip. Yeah. So as soon as Christ, as soon as Christ disappeared, he's like, "Oh." This is. Just, I wonder, like, how long? This was is he a blind? better way, by the way, to to show that you're blind, not like this. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Just close your eyes. Yeah. For three days, he didn't eat or drink anything. He was hey. forced of a period of righteous self-examination. Whether our moment... So, we... Jack, our moment Jack. with a bang. So, what? what is it... What is, has to happen to you for self-examination? Obviously, Christ isn't coming down to show... No, it's like, just... Like, what does it take? All it takes is a good uh, a whisper or a bang. Yeah, sometimes it's a whisper, sometimes it's a bang. You know, it took a lot of bangs for me. A lot of bangs for me too, but nowadays, <laughs> nowadays, it takes just yeah, just that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know. We all must come face to face with our sins, though, and that's what. That's what Paul was doing. He was face to face with his sins. He was blinded, so he had nothing better to do than to seek inside of himself. Yeah. He had no distractions. Sitting in the house of Judas, just waiting for this Ananias. Yeah. Reflecting for three days. Right. On all the bad things that he did. Probably thinking about Stephen. Yeah, what he just that's the last thing you hear well, about that was Saul, the least and then he goes of, that on was, his travels. That was probably this big compared to all the things that My he new, used yeah. to. Here, son, come here. So Can you please be quiet? Just not go into the world because it's affecting your family and So we must Sorry come, for the background noise. Everybody. So we must come face to face with our sins. How many times has that happened? Every day. Yeah. Every day. But just imagine Ananias of Damascus. Here's this godly man, okay? Here's yeah, this godly like, man. That's just hanging out. Forgive this guy, praising what? Jesus. He's just hanging out, praising Jesus. And all of a sudden, Jesus now talks to a godly man. Let's just say that happens to you. You're at home, 
and you're listening to whatever it is, Christian radio, and then Jesus comes on the radio and he's like, Kevin, hey, uh, and let's just say that you are living in 1943. Yeah, that, Probably not that. listening to Christian radio. Not you're in your house <laughs> and you're sitting there. And you live oh, and you live in and you live in Germany. Sorry, or no, yeah, you're you're oh. you're a Jew that lives in Germany, okay? Eesh. And Jesus says, Kevin, I need you to go talk to somebody. I need you to go see somebody. I need you to go pray with somebody. And you're like, okay, Jesus. And he's like, I need you to go pray with Hitler. <laughs> right? Did I hear you right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, God, we have a bad connection. Yeah. <laughs> that was Saul was Ananias' Hitler. Yeah. And that time. was the same thing. That was it's like and, and, and he did it. He didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. He was like, Ah, uh, you're talking about Saul, right? You're talk we're we're the same Saul. Is this the right Saul? Yeah, this is this isn't my cousin Saul, right? This is this is the Saul that's been going around kicking in doors putting people in chains and killing Christians and mm-hmm. if you even mention your name you're pretty much dead mm-hmm. that's all and Jesus and he's like there's pause and Jesus is like yeah yeah, that's all this this thing in my bible was talking about that but it was talking about you know a guy named Igmar go to the house toward the mayor and ask for Adolf Hitler He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of man named Ignar coming and laying hands on him so he can see again. You say what? <laughs> the same guy that's taking all of my people and putting them in gas chambers, mm-hmm. torturing them, starving them. Mm-hmm. Same thing what Saul was doing. He didn't have gas chambers, but they had stones. he was persecuting them. And so we, we we hardly think about Ananias in this whole situation. Mm-hmm. And would we have the guts? I mean, we've seen what happens when you try to run away from God telling you to do something. Yeah. Look at Noah. Or no, not Noah. Mm. Jonah. Mm-hmm. He's swallowed by a whale. And it was most likely not a whale. It was like probably the Megalodon. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Oh that. boy, no, the Bible does not say the megalodon. Not say <laughs> <laughs> so we got to put ourselves. Bro, in, you're falling off the. We got to put ourselves in Ananias, the world there, in bro. his shoes. Yeah. Because I don't know if any of us would have had the guts to yeah, do that. Yeah, to go face-to-face with the man that was... But to not just anybody, but to think the about craziest it. person in the world. He walks up and he sees this blind, probably pathetic-looking man that was supposedly this crusader against Christ, and he just sees him as like, whoa. Yeah, okay. at that point, but are you going no, to have the guts to even get to that point? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like He walked up, he's like, man, probably the whole time just praying, like, all right, I'm trying to get ready for this. i got to pray over this guy, and then boom. It, like, just... Just and then, and then he gets there, and there's this monster of a man, and he's like, uh, and then this guy's like, oh, hey, uh, Jesus Blind. told me you were coming, and then he puts hands on him, and like scales fell from his eyes, yeah. and he could see again, and now he's just 
he's right with God now. Now he's like tears. There's probably a lot of tears there. And I think he's experiencing what a lot of new Christians experience, like when they get into it and they're like, oh, they're just on fire for it. The thing of it is, is Paul's fire never burned out. Yeah, he was. He was. He had his thorn though. Well, yeah, he had that reminder. We all have our thorn, but we never stay at the same level. Yeah. Yeah, and then you think about it. Paul spent a majority of his life after that in prison. Saul stayed with the believers in Damascus for a few days. And immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogue, saying he indeed is the son of God. See, now he just changed his whole tune right there. But I probably would have too if I'd have saw Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jesus made me blind. I'm like, oh, I don't want that again. Mm-hmm. What? Who? I mean, and I think that's a problem with a lot of believers today is they're waiting for that road to Damascus moment moment to happen. But we're, you know, Jesus isn't going to show himself like he did to Saul to you or I. However, that doesn't mean that he isn't going to be real in your life and show himself in your own way in your life the yeah, holy spirit yeah, you'll know he'll send the holy spirit yeah. to you and we gotta we gotta think i don't think though, we can too. handle real jesus here we need the holy spirit we yeah. can you know saul knew god i mean he, yeah he, like he, he wasn't just some random person that had never known anything you know what i mean he he was he thought what he was doing was for god mm-hmm he thought that the persecuting that he was doing for all the Christian, this new sect of Christians, he thought that he was doing right by God. And then, sure enough, he found out real quick that, no, you're not. You're persecuting me, the son of God, the son of man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, I yeah, guess and I then, was wrong. Then all who heard him were amazed. Isn't this the same man who caused such devastation among Jesus' followers in Jerusalem, they asked? And didn't he come here to arrest them and take them in chains to the leading priests? Saul's preaching became more and more powerful, and the Jews in Damascus couldn't refute his proofs that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. After a while, some of the Jews plotted together to kill him. Hmm. They were watching for, for him day and night at the city gates so they could murder him. Mm-hmm. But Saul was told about their plot. So during the night, some of the other believers lowered him in a large basket through an opening in the city wall. When Saul arrived at Jerusalem, he tried to meet with the believers, but they were all afraid of him. They did not believe he had truly become a believer. Then Barnabas brought him to the apostles and told them how Saul had seen the Lord on the road to Damascus and how the Lord had spoken to Saul. Mm -hmm. I have that highlighted in here too. Saul had seen and spoken to the master on the Damascus road and how in Damascus itself, he had laid his life on the line with his bold preaching in Jesus's name. So that's quite a change. It's quite a, a, um, what is that called? Character arc. Mm -hmm. You know, he was ready to die in Damascus for Jesus. You know, he was about to. Yeah, but he knew he had stuff to do. He also told that Saul had been, had preached boldly in the name of Jesus in Damascus. So Saul stayed with the apostles and went around Jerusalem with them, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. He debated with some Greek-speaking Jews, but they tried to murder him. 
When the believers heard about this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him away to Tarsus, his hometown. The church then had peace throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, and it became stronger as the believers lived in fear of the Lord. And with this, with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, it also grew in numbers. So Paul had that great encounter with Christ, met Ananias, Ananias put hands on him, prayed for him, his blindness went away. All of a sudden he's on fire for the Lord, he's preaching in Damascus. Some were like, oh, this got to be real because this is crazy old Saul here. This is the craziest person we've ever met. And now all of a sudden he's just probably the nicest guy they met at that point. Such a huge, huge transformation. Mm-hmm. But with that, because they hated Christ first, they're going to hate everyone who follows Christ second. Mm -hmm. They're also going to hate them. And so the Pharisees weren't happy about this. Because now Paul is getting a following. Saul, which is going to be Paul. Everybody should know that. Saul's gaining this huge following. People are getting converted to Christ that once were afraid to do that. The fear of the Lord is in these people, and the Pharisees are losing their grip again. That's all I can say. Yeah. They're losing their their control. So now they have to get rid of the problem. Just like they did with Jesus, they have to get rid of this problem. So they try to murder Paul. But God didn't want that to happen. So then other believers put him in a basket. (laughs) Just like to see Paul. Like like, Moses, like baby Moses. (laughs) And they lower him down through a crack through the wall and he escapes. Yeah. And he goes to Jerusalem. And then he just goes right to the synagogues and he goes right to the holy people and he starts preaching. And they know who he is in, in Jerusalem. And, they were, and they're like, what can you imagine, is going dude? on? Like, that's, like, that's like your friends. You need some water? You've been in the desert He was too long? probably tight with them Sadducees, mm-hmm. bro. He's sitting in there and they're like, He yeah, was supposed to bring these, Jews, these Jesus followers in chains to these priests. Paul, don't mess around. He'll go take care of all these, so these they Jesus sent, disciples. And then they boom, he comes back. Saul to go do one thing and he come, they go tell him to go get rid of the people claiming Jesus mm-hmm. three four days later he comes back and they're like hey where's the oh we lost this one too mm-hmm. so no, now they of, gotta think get about rid of it them. you you could probably relate to this for sure where for it's sure. like you know I have been I have you know I've you always go back been to me. that crowd that you've you've known your whole life and you've done those things right. you've lived in that past you go back to that crowd of people that you did those things with and you don't do those anymore and they're like no they're like okay you don't have to keep acting dude no you're here now yeah. like you can you for can sure you can do for this sure that's again. that's all the time I mean and then that's off the quite a bit now you know but that's one thing that we've got to do as Christians is we, you, you can't give into this world. You can't give in. I mean, Paul, Paul could have easily went back to Saul and said, you know, I had a mansion on the hill. You know, I was getting money hand over fist. I mean, he probably, you know, I don't know. He probably had some ladies. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you know what? And And a lot of you are thinking, well, that's because he got, he's seen Jesus. Jesus came down. Showed well, you don't want that to. I don't, if, <laughs> yeah, imagine I that mean, we got the gift of the Holy Spirit. Here's the thing that I've ran into um, in my past where you know, you and me both, a lot of Damascus moments, I would say, mm-hmm. life or death situations, 
things that always knocked us off our high horse and made us realize our mortality and our need for God and our 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 flawed ways. I've right. met some some believers that have never experienced that. No, they will. But that's the thing. It's but like are how they do you too tell blind them? to see it? Yeah, it's like it's like well, you you've experienced something like that. You just don't see it the way that. So what I like to do should. is what everybody's experiences in life, whatever walk of life you are, you've all heard the phrase "you got to crawl before you walk," or sometimes you just got to be knocked down. Mm-hmm. a few pegs and then to get back up well that knocking down moment is that time where you got to re- that self-reflection mm-hmm. that Saul had to do for three days and you sometimes it takes three days sometimes it takes a week sometimes it takes a years but that self-reflection is so important to then recalibrate everything and say why did this happen why is my life going this way why what am I choices, not doing this? Yeah. What are the choices? What choices am I doing? Instead of blaming everybody else, have that self-reflection time. Mm. with, and, and, and Christ will, the Holy Spirit will open up so many chambers inside of you and show you in that big screen in your mind everything. And sometimes, and sometimes we fun. don't like to see it mm-hmm. and we ignore it. And we're like, no, no, no. That's But that's the Holy Spirit saying, you asked for it. Yeah. Here you go. You know, I, I was talking to a guy that discipled me, and I was telling him that I've been praying, you know, search me, O oh Lord, know my thoughts, know my ways. And he's like, ah. Careful doing that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm good. But, man, all of a sudden you get depressed, and you're like, why? Because mm-hmm. you told me to, buddy. Yeah. So we all got to have that self-reflection thing, but we all have to be that Ananias too. We all have to be willing to go to that person who's who's struggling or maybe in that self-reflection thing and we can't heal them. We if you know, we can't do, but we can pray for them. We can pray with them. Mm-hmm. We can reach out and let them know that we're praying. And that if they need anything that we can do whatever we can, but a lot of us are just like, man, that guy's life sucks. So well, you think about it, for for men, a lot of men that I know, it's really hard to admit it. We talked about that at, at Bible study, and it's like, you know, we don't want to show our flaws to each other because then you, that, you know, and your pride is in the way and you think you're weak. Yeah. I don't know how it is for women, but I feel like women are, they're a little bit better at it, but it's still got to be kind of the same thing where you don't want to. Did you just crack up here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you don't, you know, yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to show all your cards and and you know, we talked about it the other night where people take advantage of that. Yeah, you know, you open your heart, you put your heart on your sleeve, and people are like, "Well, this dude's got all these problems." And he goes and tells everybody, right? Yeah. But you gotta, you gotta find like-minded individuals that that have gone through the same things and are willing to to help you and be there. Yeah. Sometimes that's all it is. It's not, they're not going to take any of it away. They're not going to do anything really. They're just going to be there for you. Yeah. Say, hey man, I've been through this. Lay it out. Talk to me. Tell me whatever you need. Boom. Yeah. Simple as that, you know. Be that person. Be that friend. 
You got to be a friend to have friends, right? Rick says a lot too. Right? Yeah, if you're, if you're going to what? You got to be a friend. No, if you're going to talk about it. You're going to talk about it, be about it. But if you're going to be, a, if you want friends, you got to be a friend. That's the other one. Yeah. But didn't Paul say it's better to have no friends than to have friends? Yeah, but we're called a disciple. No, he didn't say that. He said it's better not to be married. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of friendship. Uh, but if you can't control yourself, you better find a wife. <laughs> that was one moment that happened in Bible study where I was just like, I wish I didn't say anything when I was like, I'm gonna get you one, Mayor Kim. I'm gonna, I got you, Kim. Who said what? A Bible study last yeah. night? You know who? I was like, in my head, I'm like, God willing. Hope I don't know, man. Same person that set you up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just this moment, I'm just like. Uh, I just want to go out the back door right now. <laughs> yeah. Jump out the window. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, that's hard. But even look at, you look at this situation. I really, it makes me think, I wonder what his uh, comrades, Paul's comrades. They didn't moment, talk too much about it, but they were probably just like. Did they just dip out on him and say okay, or did they follow him? I don't. Nobody followed him. He went with. He he they they didn't drop him and his buddies in a basket. I'm sure his buddies like dipped because they're like. Yeah, they were probably just as crazy. Yeah, because they was. knew that they were going to kill him. They don't want to get killed too. They're like, you're on your own, dude. Yeah, that makes me really like wonder it, about those guys. It's been good. I, I don't know. I don't, they heard the voice of God. That can't do nothing to um, you. Yeah, I I, I, I got to read more into it. Did they hear the voice of God? Yeah, or, they say, you uh, said he, they, they heard. I think so. They, they didn't see anything, but they heard a voice. Like, did they hear him, or did, was Paul just like laying on the ground talking to himself, and he's like, I'm lying. I'm lying. <laughs> and they're like, you all right, dude? You just have a stroke, man. What's wrong? Do you drink a little too much wine on the road? Dude? It's nine in the morning. To the D? I don't know. They might have, but they might have not known what they were hearing either. And but they all knew God too. If they were following Saul, at maybe because that's what he was. He was on a crusade for God. He thought, but he was persecuting God. Yeah, he was on a crusade for the Pharisees. Yeah, for the religion that was built. Because Saul wasn't a Jew. Was he not? Mm-mm. How was he there then? I think he's Jewish, man. Was he? Pretty sure. I'm going to find out today. I'm pretty sure he's Jewish, and but he became a Roman citizen somehow. Like he applied mm-hmm. for citizenship. So he was a Jewish Roman citizen. I think. I mean, I'm correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Yeah, he was. He was. A Jewish Roman citizen? <coughs> for the first time. In street smart history, Kevin. First time. Give it up, everybody. This is this is a moment (laughs) that we're giving it up for Kevin. Kevin got it. It's all Jesus, man. It's all Jesus. He was a Greek. He was a Greek Jew. Was a zealous Pharisee. 
and a contempor and a contemporary of Jesus, although he had not seen him. He did see Jesus. And after, this is before, this is what he was before. Saul, a Jew, later called Paul, was born in predominantly Greek city of Tarsus, located in Asia Minor. The Greek Jew was a zealous Pharisee and a contemporary of Jesus, although he had not seen him. What's a contemporary of Jesus? You don't know either. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wish we had somebody like, hey, bring that up. Yeah. Bring that up. Jax, bring that up for us. Oh, now you just really, you just opened up Let's a whole can of words. Living or occurring at the same time. He hadn't seen Jesus in real life. made a sacrifice. Oh. What did he sacrifice? What did, what did God sacrifice? Not eat those apples, please. No, no, that that was the Old Testament. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And he died for us. For for our sins. He died on the cross. Yes, he did. (laughs) Like father, like son with the voices. (laughs) Okay, go back and play. Oh, so... It meant he never seen Jesus in real life. <laughs> okay. He didn't see the living Christ. He saw the resurrected Christ. He saw the resurrected Christ. Yep. That's what that so basically what, where was he during Jesus' time, you know? Running amok. Being a Pharisee. In Tarsus. Teaching in synagogue. Yeah. Getting lots of money. Getting angry at the living Jesus? Yeah, it's right around the corner. I'm keeping that in. <laughs> I don't think they heard of that. Oh, I'm sure they can. When I amplify it, they're going to hear it. <laughs> the reactions of those buttons are so delayed mm-hmm. that they don't even make sense. <laughs> Mm. What you got? What you got this week? Uh, this week, actually, I, I uh, the one verse that stood out to me is all the way back in the first book of the Bible, Genesis. Yeah, twenty two fourteen. It hit me like a ton of bricks, man. Because I'm facing a lot. I'm facing a lot of trials. I've been through. I've been through them already. But mm-hmm. they're they're rearing their rearing their ugly head again, and um, you know it's it's in it's intimidating, you know, and and it's daunting. Is yeah, a, a nice word I like to use. But if you are familiar with Genesis twenty two fourteen. Everybody's familiar with Abraham. Yeah. Lincoln? Nope. All right. (laughs) Funny that he comes back and you're going to talk about Abraham. Yeah. What he's about to do to his son, huh? Yeah, so you do know what Abraham I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. 
father Abraham. So, twenty-two fourteen, the place that Abraham took his son. If you know the story, mm-hmm. Abraham named that place God. Yerhi. God sees to it. I'm, I'm butchering that. That's where we get the saying on the mountain of God. He sees to it. I want to hear what you have the ESV. No. What you got there? N- NLT. NLT. Let's see what the NLT has to say for four, twenty Genesis twenty two fourteen. It says Abraham named the place Yahweh Yira, which means the Lord will provide. You know, to this Hebrew? day people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Yahweh Yira. Yeah. God who provides. Mm-hmm. And that story, I mean, I really encourage you guys to go back and read that because when you are faced with trials and you are discouraged, your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ will get you through. You can't make your bills. Your rent's due and this and that. Jesus will make you through it. He'll he'll walk you through it. You have faith. It might be cold. If you're meant to be out on the street, then you're meant to be out on the street, but... You know? That's what blankets are for. (laughs) I'm glad you you find it funny. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine, dude. I don't find any of this funny. (laughs) I don't find any of this funny. Yeah. Um. No, I mean that. That really just for me. He provides all of it. He gave us all this stuff. He created all of us, and you know, this this little guy right here. Mm-hmm. He's this little blessing right here. Why I'm still, you know, grateful and persevering. For Christ, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's all I had. Mm-hmm. That's all I got, really. You got um, anything, Sonny? You don't want to say anything? <laughs> I knew that was going to be no. Okay, I'm never bringing you back here again. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, guys, remember, um, we all have a road to Damascus, and... Uh, you will soon find your road to Damascus. Maybe you've seen it and it Maybe hasn't Maybe you're even... going through it right now. Just remember that um, when you turn to the Lord and take some time to do some self-reflection, um, it might hurt, he will but provide. It'll, it'll come out better than what you thought. So mm-hmm. turn to the Lord. Be good. Love each other. And if you can talk about it, be, be about, about it. it. Jax, you want to do me a favor? What? You want to... Push this button and tell everybody to be about it. Push that one right there. And say be about it. Be about it. Alright guys. Love you. Until next time. Later.